waiting for the star of the show. Can you join us? I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) One, two. Welcome back, guys. Episode four of our podcast, Festive Fun. How, how long did it take for you to come up with that? <laughs> Been thinking about it all week. Festive Fun. Episode four. Happy to be here. Are you? Because we missed it last week. Uh, whose fault was that? Why did we miss it last week? I know why. Harry was too booked up. Yeah, Harry was too busy. There's this podcast called I've Had It, funnily enough, and they talk about every week what they've had it with. So I'm just going to start this trend. I've had it. With not being able to book in with Harry because he's so busy. Oh my god, same. I've had it. I've had Honestly, it. same. I've had it. What have you had it with this week, Harry? Mine's not aesthetic related though. Doesn't have to be aesthetic. <laughs> Doesn't have to be aesthetic related. <laughs> have you had it with non-aesthetic wise? I've had it with estate agents. Oh, Ooh, that's a whole episode. In okay. Harry's moving house. Um, we were meant to be moving in before Christmas. Now the revised deadline is, I think, hopefully sometime at the end of February. Oh, <laughs> Bit of a difference. Love, love that. I think we'll still be sat here this time next year saying the same thing. That is so annoying. Yes, I've had it with that. Okay. What have you had it with, Ellie? You can't steal mine. That's not fair. Um, Cupid's bow treatment. Oh, my God. I've had it with having my lips done. No, no, I haven't, though. You ha- you really have not had it with having lips on. That's such a lie. Now, what have I had it with this week? I actually have had a really good week. Not, not much has annoyed me. Not much, that, not much has annoyed me that I can say. Oh, I've had it with that. Let's turn that off. Oh, actually, I know what I'm going to say now. I have had it with the Christmas party. Oh, why? By the way, we have our Christmas party on Sunday. Yeah, no, I've had it with the Christmas party and organising it. Yeah, fair enough. It's a very strenuous job. I feel like that's the the energy of Christmas in general. Yeah. By the time it gets to Christmas Day, you're like, I'm fed up with it. Yeah. You just yeah. want it over. And then Boxing Day, the tree comes down. My tree does not come down on Boxing Day. Does yours come on Boxing Day? Well. I'm still eating. It used. I mean, when I was at uni, it stayed up until like February, something like that. And I think that because okay. we just none of us that's could outrageous. be bothered. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, and so now it's kind of gone all the way the other way. And now Boxing Day, it's like right, get it down. Oh my god! I wait until um after New Year. I say New Year's Day, day after New Year's Day. I feel like I still need that festive vibe on New Year's. Mm. What about you? I don't know. It's whenever I look at it and hate it. Mm, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. But we usually get a real Christmas tree as well. Same. And but I think they start to smell because they like go they like all the pines. Yeah, they all drop and then depends, depends where you get it from. You get a cheap IKEA one. Oh. So. Yeah, I'm actually getting one tomorrow. You've not got yours. It's the eighth of December. I know. Yeah, no, it's we, so it's like currently a family tradition where we go to Hansel's and we have to obviously do it on a day where everyone's free and I've made my point. I've put my foot down and said next year I want it by the 1st of December yeah, it has yeah. to be and that's that yeah, that's 100%. that yeah well this I'm quite excited for the Christmas party even though you've had it with it I think it's going to be fun I'm excited for it to happen but you don't want to hear anything more about it in the meantime I don't want any more people dropping out <laughs> I'm buzzing I yeah. can't wait yeah can't wait. Harry's off work the next day Ooh. thank god <laughs> Okay, so I was thinking we could start this podcast off with our new treatment that we've just launched, PRP. 
platelet-rich plasma treatment. <laughs> so Harry's obviously doing the treatments. Ellie's already had it done. So I feel like this is like a really good mixture um, of knowledge about this treatment. So do you want to start just by giving us a bit of background about this treatment? What is it? Uh, so platelet-rich plasma, PRP. So most people will probably know it by the name of vampire facial. I think mm. the Kardashians, I think, made that. Kimmy like, K. Yeah, Kimmy oh. K. There's some really insane pictures of her having it done and she looked... Yeah. <laughs> I've seen those. Yeah, I've literally seen, like, her covered in blood, but from what I, my understanding is, that's not what it's meant to be. No, so I'm not really sure what's happening there. Yeah, it's like... My, yeah, anyway, they so plate the rich plasma. So essentially what we do is we take a blood sample, usually just from your arm, the same way you would if you had blood sample anywhere else. Um, and then we spin the blood in a machine called a centrifuge and that splits your blood into kind of all of its different components. And one of the components is like a yellow fluid called plasma. And that contains lots of platelets, um, which is one of the cells that are in your blood. Um, and uh, also lots of kind of like... Um, I guess you'd call them chemicals. They're things called growth hormones and cytokines. These are the two things that um, work with your platelets to essentially um, encourage kind of healing and repair. So that, that kind of fluid is used then to kind of be placed onto the hair or onto the skin. And then we do some injections and microneedling to basically encourage that plasma into the skin and then encourage either for the skin, it's used like a facial with microneedling, so it encourages kind of a nice glow to your skin, just like any other facial, or for the hair it can encourage um, hair growth. I think seeing it happen is so cool. When you actually think about what's happening, your blood is being separated and to see the actual like really good plasma that you know is going to just do amazing things it's actually really cool to physically see yeah but do you know what i really like about that is i i feel that the trend in aesthetics is becoming more like sort of more natural mm. and more like uh what they would call like regenerative regenerative mm. is that the right word regenerative 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 re- regeneration <laughs> Uh, but i love that because it's so your own blood injected back into you so all of your so actually means the downtime the risks and stuff are so minimized because it is just a more natural treatment rather than if we were to inject you know whatever kind of bottled products we might have Mm. i think this is much better yeah i think it's really cool to physically see and one of the main things that it stuck out for me having very fine hair and thin hair and especially like hormonal changes with women obviously you can experience a lot of hair loss it's such a cool treatment like having seen the before and afters how much better it can be after one session i'm amazed yeah. but people really talk about like men losing hair but i actually think it's really upsetting for women in particular to lose hair mm-hmm. and yeah. I, d- I don't think people realize how many women are going through that like just that kind of thinning of hair you know your yeah. hair might be so thick when you're younger and not so much mm-hmm. so it's nice to have. And pregnancy as well. oh yeah, yeah. so like me personally i lost so much hair both times really as in after you've been there no so um because you can get before you give birth so I thought you your hair got really thick when you were pregnant, and then when you no, no, when that's how I like one of my signs that I knew I was pregnant because my hair was falling out in clumps. Then the second time that I I was pregnant, my hair fell out after I gave birth. So I'm basically lucky to have a strand on my head right now. You've got a thick head of hair and all that bleach as well. excuse me i'm brown now yeah it's darker yeah it's hard and i also think that as you say like with women we do our hair every day or like you know there's a lot of 
some people take a lot of pride in their hair and some people like you have you know when you just look at someone you're like oh they've got amazing hair then to experience that falling out like uh, my hair started to fall out when i came off of birth control um to the point where i was like i'm so glad prp is coming in because i can't wait for that to happen and yeah i think it can be really detrimental to your confidence can it so obviously with um cancer patients can they experience benefits from prp like with regards to the hair regrowth yeah. and things yeah so we have to be a little bit careful in the sense that with every patient we have come to see us um you know it's the doctors doing the hair treatments yeah. we, we have to do our consultation make sure that you're suitable for it because lots of people who maybe have suffered from cancer or something like that might still be on medication yeah. so we just have to make sure that you're suitable but if you are then yeah it's something that we can definitely use prp to treat and again because we're only using the patient's own blood that's such a safer approach you know mm. to so if someone has got maybe a weakened immune system or something like that in the past then it's nice just to keep things natural and yeah and i guess the same applies to people who are suffering from alopecia or stress related hair loss and hair thinning yeah so actually it's been used for years now prp for alopecia and interestingly i mean prp has got a really long history to it so loads of people will know about it because of vampire facial but it's been being used in sports medicine for example for a really long time so injecting joints with the plasma because if you think about it what the plasma is is it's like a cocktail of your body's own um chemicals and cells that is telling your body to like repair and heal itself oh this is what you said when i said my hip is clicking and is a bit sore you exactly said you oh, yeah so if you kind of think about okay so if those things that we're injecting are causing you to kind of like heal and repair then actually you can apply it to so many circumstances hair regrowth like scarring on the skin for example as well that's that's useful and then yeah like sports medicine is like i say has been used for years one of the first questions that i had with prp when i actually watched it because obviously it's so interesting to to actually watch is and i'm sure other people have the same but what do you do with the discarded blood uh it goes in the bin <laughs> short and sweet <laughs> uh to answer your question yeah it goes in the bin because that that blood's actually kind of useless if you were to try and inject that blood it's not going to do you any harm necessarily but because it doesn't contain any of the good stuff we've taken mm. all the good stuff out it would probably just cause like inflammation a bit of swelling but actually none of the benefits so mm. so we try our best to like and actually we're using a syringe system that we're quite excited about actually it's like a the way it works, it's, it's a double syringe, which means that one of the syringes just collects all of the plasma, the good stuff, yeah. and it just leaves behind in the other syringe the all the bad stuff, basically. Mm. I wouldn't call it bad stuff, but, you know, your the blood that's not going to help. So it's really nice because in, in other, like, systems that you might use, you have to try and separate it yourself with no kind of assistance. But ours helps you to separate it nice and cleanly between the two. So it's kind of... That's like really good. A lot less cross contamination, yeah. yeah. So downtime also, is less. Also, because you're not having to manually do it, I'm assuming you might get more PRP this way. Yeah, we've been really surprised actually how much. So we usually take around about a 15 mil blood sample, um, and from that, we're usually getting pretty consistently like an entire six mil syringe of plasma, and that that is the size of the plasma syringe. Mm. So it's you're getting everything pretty much, mm. um, which I think is pretty impressive. Six mil goes a really long way actually if you think about what that is. Yeah. Because I had, <clears throat> when I had the treatment done, um, I had it injected and microneedled onto my face. And that was that, and there was like still a bit left over. Like it was, yeah, it does go a really long way. So we might as well talk about how you found it as um, a client. Does it hurt? No. So when, obviously, when you're having it done with the microneedling method, it feels just like your standard normal microneedling. 
um, maybe a bit less because you're not necessarily treating you know the usual skin concerns you're just focusing on um <clears throat> getting the prp into the skin um and i also had it injected as well i would say out of all of it my teardrops hurt slightly um because when what i've understood is when you're injecting prp and filler it's slightly different prp has to go slightly deeper um i've also had my tear troughs done before so that one was was slightly more uncomfortable what about in the hair but yeah with my hair i had it microneedled all over and um, but first they started with small uh, injections in my thinning parts and then microneedled on top it hurt all. i feel like that's neat that's good to hear because you know when you like put a hairband in <laughs> and a piece of your strand of hair like gets caught it does hurt so in my head it would really hurt but the fact that it doesn't that makes me feel better because your scalp is a sensitive area it just felt like microneedling on your forehead but in your hair okay so uh, yeah so like you could you couldn't really feel too much um but obviously you knew something was going on <laughs> it's basically the same isn't it we're just yeah. doing the microneedling i mean you're right so we've got injections that we do <laughs> yeah. and they're there's not actually that many of them, no. really. If you can, t like, lots of people will tolerate things like, I mean, like Botox and Profiler, mm. all these kind of things. So if you can tolerate that, you can tolerate the, and then once that's done, then you have the um, microneedling, like you say. And is that the only treatment that you can combine it with? You just combine it with microneedling? Yeah, so I think, uh, so actually doing a combination of the two. So doing a combination of injections of, you know, what we'd call boluses of the PRP, um, but then also kind of doing a microneedling on top that's the combination that's shown to best promote the hair growth how many sessions do you need for it to make a difference so i mean people will say that they can see a difference after the first session but we usually recommend a minimum of three sessions to begin with but again it's it's kind of depends person to person but we have a package that goes all the way up to five sessions as well um, and i would say for hair regrowth depending on what your kind of initial status is i would say five sessions is more realistic actually than three um, and then um, and then it's just maintenance sessions really and again that's really dependent person to person but we'd be looking at doing one session maybe every like four to six months something like that two or three times mm -hmm. a year and I guess again that depends on you as a person because if you find that the hair is then the effects are kind of wearing off quicker then you maybe just need to do that more often and other people might get a bit longer out of it. And is there a certain sort of point that you should have PRP so like can you have it at any point if you've just started noticing or is it is it too late for you to start having PRP if you've got a lot of hair loss like is there a is there a certain point that you should come in for it so I'd say in a way probably the earlier the better mm -hmm. in that if you started to notice that hair thinning hair loss the sooner you start because then we have less hair follicles to try to sort of revive if mm -hmm. you like if you want to put it that way so the and then maybe you might only need fewer sessions then because you've got less kind of work to achieve. Um, but even if you've kind of, I mean, particularly some of the before and afters that will probably be put eventually onto our social media, you'll see how people can have like pretty much like bald patches and they've like pretty advanced in terms of their hair loss. And yet the results are amazing. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, literally looks like they've had a hair transplant. Yeah, it does. Some of those people. Yeah, it really does. In a much more cost-effective way. But that's a point, actually. So a couple of tips. So hair transplant, you can have PRP in combination with having had a hair yeah. transplant. Mm -hmm. So I've had that question a couple of times, particularly from men. Um, I've had a hair transplant. Is it safe for me to have PRP on my hair? I would say not only is it safe, it's actually recommended mm -hmm. because it kind of complements that. And if you look at lots of the hair clinics, they will be offering that as well because they themselves know that it you know, hair transplant plus PRP is the best result. So I would, yeah, 
don't shy away from it if you've had a yeah, hair transplant. Oh, downtime. What's a downtime with PRP for the hair? So I'd say a couple of days of like a bit of maybe redness, uh, maybe some tenderness. Uh, I, I mean, a lot of the treatment, like we say, is going to be on the scalp. So where we would normally kind of warn people about potential for bruising and stuff is maybe less obvious because you have uh, like some hair kind of covering that area. So it's not as much of a problem. Um, but yeah, a couple of days of, um, yeah. But, I, but in terms of downtime, how you know kind of going back out and doing whatever you need to do i mean you can pretty much straight away go mm, you know yeah, unlike yeah. something like a hair transplant where you kind of want to hide yeah, inside for yeah, a while yeah. really yeah mm, that's good anything else to add on prp i have another tip oh yeah for anyone that's having prp um drink as much as you can before oh, yeah. the session oh. it makes it easier to get the blood sample but also um, the amount of blood and the amount of, more importantly, plasma that we get out of the blood is so much more the more hydrated you are. Really? It makes a huge, huge yeah. difference. It's like a tip for all, is it for people that struggle to drink water, just the more water you drink, the more good stuff you have in your blood. Yeah, like the, yeah, basically. Well, I, I knew it was good to stay hydrated, obviously, but I didn't realise like it physically that quickly yeah so for example pamela came for her i don't know if we can say people's name but pamela came for her treatment um for hair the other day and i think it was even on the way here somebody texted to say oh yeah by the way you need to drink as much as you can and she drank like i don't know something ridiculous like two two pints or something just before she came um and really easy to get blood from her and we got the full like maximal like six mils from her blood plasma that's really good yeah. The doctor's room. I do have a doctor's room. It doesn't apply to PRP though. One of the ones I got sent on Instagram, trapezius Botox. If you have trapezius Botox, so we've been offering this service to slim the shoulders, elongate the neck, reduce shoulder and neck pain. Um, and we've had quite a few, like, well, yeah, a really good response of clients booking in. Someone has asked whether having trapezius Botox would then affect their muscle strength capacity when it came to working out do you know it's so interesting to me what people ask and like don't you think it's such like a fashion it goes through like different waves because masseter botox i think has taken a mass i did i message you this the other day like everyone is asking me about masseter botox oh great like my clients sitting in front of me literally i've never heard the word masseter come out of someone's mouth before in their chair and all of a sudden people like yeah and all of a sudden people are just saying like Oh, um, I've seen about masseter vote and asking me like really yeah. well-informed questions and just, I don't know, it just takes me by surprise. It's, because it's TikTok. Yeah, it's TikTok. Yeah. TikTok, Instagram, it's, that's pretty much it actually. We, we finally got your after master Botox today. I know, I was sitting here half the size of a woman like I was before. <laughs> that's how big her masters were. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, it does not stop you eating though which I was very upset about but yeah I kind of promised semi promised you that didn't I yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah the answer is a kind of a yes and a no to does it kind of affect exercise I would say generally no so most of the exercises you would do say if you're going to the gym or you know even just kind of movements that you would do day to day you're you are not going to notice the difference in terms of strength from the trapezius it's, and we're also not completely getting rid of the you know the action 
of that muscle. Um, but for some people, if they're doing very specific exercises for the trapezius in the gym, which I mean, some people will because they want to bulk up their trapezius, then then that's okay. But then they wouldn't be having that. But then them. exactly. Yeah. But then you wouldn't be the sort of person asking to have it slimmed down. So yeah. I would say for people that want trapezius Botox, the answer is no. It's not going to affect the exercises that you specifically do. Yeah. Well, answer. Okay. Ellie has a question for this week. Um, so I would really like to know from you both, what do you enjoy about Simply? Are you starting first? No. Hey. <laughs> my favourite thing about Simply, apart from the variety in my role, um, is the team. I love coming in and seeing everyone. Everyone is so nice here. I get a compliment from Mona and Sadaf every week and they compliment everyone. And a hug. Yeah, and a hug. And I know it's not just me, um, but they make you feel so special. And I love them. Mine actually is the same thing. So, you know, when I joined for my... Um, yeah, it was my first day here um, at Uxbridge um, a while ago. The, when I arrived, Tiffany... Mona and Sadaf all got up and came around the counter and gave me a hug to say hello. They were the first time they ever met me. Yeah. I thought that was really nice. Really nice. And then you met us. And I didn't get a hug. <laughs> I'm, st- I'm still waiting for the first hug. No, <laughs> we're not like <laughs> others. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, so I joined simply having been working kind of independently myself, where like kind of hired a space and did aesthetics there. But um, that's kind of the reason I moved to come to somewhere like simply because you know, working on your own, doing that kind of thing is, I don't know, it is kind of lonely to to, to work like that. So I love working here. We've got all the therapists, we've got you guys, front of house, so it's a big team. I love it. Yeah, it's so nice. What about you, I'm going to say the same. Um, I think we've worked so hard to make new people feel so welcome, like Harry. Um, everyone is just honestly just so nice. Um, we have really worked really hard to get to a point with all the clinics that it you just it's just comfortable i think it's such a massive difference from a few years ago like it's such a big team feel now yeah whenever i do an interview as well which is it's really nice um they usually tend to know how the clinics come across on social media yeah everyone loves yeah and they, they want to be part of the team the vibe all that kind of thing but yeah we've worked so hard over the past few years to achieve that um, but yeah, that's my favourite thing about Simply is just you can walk into any of the clinics and just feel so welcomed. And with that, don't you think it has a knock-on effect for our clients as well? Because mm-hmm. I've noticed that the girls I feel like can completely come and approach me and say, I've got this client who has X, Y and Z medical condition. Could you either come and have a chat with them or, you know, because we have that kind of open relationship mm, yeah. and then vice versa. If I if I genuinely feel that there's the treatments I offer won't help my client, I can still say to them, well, we have our therapist here. Let me take you through to see them now. And they'll, mm-hmm. they'll give you a skin consultation. Always find time to fit people in. And I yeah. just, but I think if we didn't have that relationship as a team, yeah. we yeah. would just work independently as yeah. like little mini teams that don't yeah. really blend. But anyway, guys, yeah, going to love you, leave you. Bye. Thanks for the uh, filler, Harry. You love it. Obsessed. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. See you next week, guys. Bye, everyone. (laughs)